Welcome back, guys, to the lockout. We've uh, had a week off, but uh, we're back better than ever. I know. We had a bit of a rest, same as the drivers. We did that little recap, and then now we're back. Feels good to be back, guys. It does. While they were recovering from jet lag, we were recovering from our hangovers over the weekend. (laughs) Still recovering, to be fair. Yeah, getting flashbacks (laughs) just over the whole weekend. Yeah. All three of us are there, me, Ale and Bailey. Matthias unfortunately didn't make it. Yeah, sucks to be but, you, um, mate. Yeah, <laughs> maybe next year, mate. Maybe next year. It was so much fun. Yeah, I loved it? it. It was it was pretty good. I think the like social aspect of it outside of the actual racing was more fun than anything else. Yeah, Melbourne oh, was alive. Yeah. yeah, it sort of felt like being back at schoolies. Does that make <laughs> sense? Don't you think? Because like everyone was there. Everyone was sort of like our age. I know there were families there, but... No one was from Melbourne. Everyone I met was like, oh, I'm from Brisbane. I'm from Sydney. I'm from WA. Mm. Like, no one was from Melbourne. The there only people I met. Like, 40-year-old men as well, which you get yeah. at schoolies as well. So Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's very comparable. Yeah. <laughs> you always get them in the club just dancing, <laughs> trying yeah. to think they're young again. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was good fun. What was um, LA besides Ferrari winning, of course? What oh, besides was your the highlight of the weekend? Uh, uh, that's a good question. Um, for me, it was seeing the as well as the, the Formula 1 itself, just all the other subcategories as well throughout, throughout the, f- the four days that uh, the, the race was on. You get yeah. to watch supercars. Yeah, yeah. saw the supercars. It's my first time watching supercars. Yeah, they're good, hey. Yeah, they're almost as loud as F1 cars these they're days. They're louder yeah. than the F1 cars. The F1 I cars I wouldn't say they're quiet. louder, but the, um, the S... Is it the S... The S5000s? S5000s they were are insane. crazy. Yeah. How good were they? They were really, oh, really good. They were yeah. epic. They are way louder than the F1 cars. Nah, they're such a good car. Yeah. Um, it was one of my friends that was actually winning it. Go, Joey. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, Joey <laughs> yeah. Fellow Aussie But yeah. um, how do you guys find Obviously you know it's such a different thing Attending the race compared to watching it on TV mm. What are the sort of positives and negatives Of watching in person would oh, you say? It's a four day party It's it unreal it's You don't sleep Yeah well it's, it beats waking up at 4am and, yeah, uh, that's and, true. And sitting there for two hours and then going back to bed, that's but for sure. to be honest, it's a little bit like, I think I'd rather that sometimes. Like, I, because I've been there before, so I've seen the atmosphere and I felt it. So, going again, yeah. I was just sort of like, I'm just sitting in a corner watching a cargo bus for two seconds and then I'm going to go look at a screen. Like, I could do this in my hotel room rather than me sitting out here with a bunch of sweaty dudes around me just drinking beer, like pretending that they know, they know more than the drivers. Yeah, look, that's a very pessimistic view on it. But um, <laughs> No, look. like, it's amazing because you get to be the atmosphere and you get to meet the drivers and you get to see the car and you're like, oh my God, that's so cool. But after a while, yeah. it's like, okay, this is cool, but now I don't know what's going on. Yeah. All I'm doing is just like head moves for like a second to I watch you like, go past. Yeah, I feel like you go... Not so much for the race itself, yeah. but the weekend. Like watching free practice uh, and qualifying is almost more entertaining than actually watching the race. Yeah, because the I'd race you're just trying to work out what's going on because you literally, yeah, you see them for two seconds. Yeah, and I think gone. I'd prefer to actually go for the Thursday, Friday, and maybe Saturday, but then just stay home for the Sunday. Like mm. I know that sounds bad, and then probably like go on the just get ready for the, the after the parties. Race. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> get ready for the after because parties. Yeah, you, for I, sure. like honestly, get your makeup done. Yeah. I don't remember a single thing happening in the race. I had to go and watch it later in my room because like I could mm. not keep track of it. All mm. I remember from the race was every time uh, Charles drove fast, I was just counting in my head, just noticing what the gap was, and just oh, getting yeah. happier and happier. And then that safety <laughs> car gave me a heart attack. It was insane how quickly, like every lap, it was increasing that gap by at least yeah. two seconds. It was Mental. incredible. He did so well. Yeah. But yeah, so I heard you met an F1 driver though on the weekend, Dan. I did, yeah, yeah. at the uh, Pullman. We were having a few drinks and Look at uh, you go. Mick Schumacher stopped by for a chat. How that hey. go? Yeah, he's good. I wasn't really talking to him. Bailey was talking to him most of the time. Yeah, I said, hey. You said that you noticed something though. <laughs> what was the thing yeah, you noticed? It sounds time? really creepy, but the first thing I noticed when he walked up, because he's, 
He's not a tall guy, right? He's mm. he's not short, but he's somewhere in the middle. Mm. And the first thing I noticed when he walked up was how thick his neck was. <laughs> it was outrageous. Like, like a bulldog. The first <laughs> thing he said to me after he walked away, he wasn't like, oh my God, that was Mick Schumacher. It was just like, how thick was that dude's neck? <laughs> and I was like, you met the son of like the greatest F1 driver of all time and mm-hmm. you're just like, he's got a thick <laughs> neck. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, it's almost the only thing they really work out and strengthen. So yeah, from yeah. all the G4s, it's pretty sick. But no, it was really cool to meet him. He's um he's a nice guy. Yeah, it was mm. good fun. I saw um, Good the Steiner that weekend and then oh. like he walked past and I was so tempted to be like, can I get a photo? He's actually one of the few people I would really want to go up and get a photo yeah, with. Yeah, he's you know? so cool. And I'd want to get a beer with him. Oh, you should have. <laughs> And then I saw Crofty. That was fun. Went and chatted to him and being like, can you give me a job? <laughs> but yeah, it was good fun. Look, we, um, we have a fan question sort mm-hmm. of around this topic from Matt Watts. Um, and he asked, what stood out to you most seeing the F1 cars on the track in terms of the cars themselves? For me, I think it was obviously the size of them. Like this mm. was my first race I've ever been to. They're huge yeah. now. Seeing the size of them now they're is... They're massive. Yeah, they're so wide, so mm-hmm. long. We um, saw Albon trying to like push it across. Um, yeah. We were right where Albon was when he was trying to push it away. Mm. And he was, they were all struggling. And then they were struggling to stop it as well. Yeah. And also found like sitting in the grandstand where we were, you could really notice over free practice especially how the, the sort of pace difference in the cars. Yeah. I feel like on TV it's sometimes hard to notice the pace difference. Yeah. But yeah. seeing them come around turn one and two. It was quite obvious, like you could see how Who was much pushing and it you was could see how much more power the Ferrari had over everyone yeah, else. Yeah, it example. was cool yeah. watching quality because you could. Um, we were right at like the, one of the last corners. I think we we're at like the second last corner, the little chicane, and then we saw all the drivers. You could see them all like shuffling around to try and see like where the gap yeah, was, so they the could best, get like yeah. a flying laugh. And you're mm-hmm. like, wow, this just doesn't compare to like on TV for qualifying. And then also the deceleration when they're coming in, they're just flying mm. and then just all of a sudden braking to go into the turn and then just accelerating. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool to like witness it right there yeah, rather than on TV. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think yeah. The, the biggest thing for me was um, how different the cars sound, like each manufacturer. Mm. Um, obviously, you've got your, your Ferrari engine cars, your Mercedes engine cars, and then the, the Renault and the, in quotation marks, Honda in the Red Bull. <laughs> And they all sound so different, especially when they're going um, back up through the gears when they're going into a corner. Yeah. Mm. It was just, that's probably the one thing that I noticed the most that you don't usually catch on TV. Yeah. That and just how quick they are. Yeah, they're insane. <laughs> what do you reckon, which car sounded the worst? Oh. Probably the Red Bull when it blew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on the turn. I was in the grandstand on yeah. the turn where Max DNF. Yeah. And mm. there was no sound. There wasn't a big kaboom or anything. It was just... Just Max swearing. Turn the engine <laughs> off. Just pull over. Just Max yeah. swearing that they weren't putting like... They weren't... Um, what's it called? Putting out the fire. Yeah. yeah. I found that the Williams actually sounded the best, but that's because it was the most raw. And yeah. And probably why it's the worst car. Yeah. <laughs> which is unfortunate. They're just focusing on the sound. Yeah. They're, they're all about the spectacle. Sounds good. Doesn't go about good. the racing. No, it's pretty good. But look, we've got to talk about the drivers themselves and wanting to race in Australia. I think, you know, it's undoubtable that everyone wants to race in Australia, but whether that is the third race in the calendar or not. I heard about this. So a few of the drivers afterwards were actually complaining because usually, obviously, you know, we have the OzGP as the first race ever, but now it's in the middle of the season. They've apparently after three races, they've already traveled like 30,000 kilometers. Yeah, yeah they're not too few, happy about it. Yeah, and a few, like I think it was like George Russell and Checo, they were just complaining being like, you know, 
it's such an effort for us all to come down here and for the crew to come down here and then have to go back and get ready again to go to some other continent. Mercedes driver complaining, that's new. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) How dare they? They're all a bunch of sooks. Yeah, no, I can completely relate to that. Like my hour journey... Uh, from Sydney on the plane. I it know. Just, the it jet was lag the was worst. <laughs> really bad. The and the, lag. the security lines too were just shocking, And the scooters so. to get to the track. Yeah. <laughs> How <Best>. dare they? <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, look, they've apparently confirmed 2024 uh, is going back to being the first race in yep. the calendar. Oh, good. So I don't know what they're going to do next year. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for now, they're going to leave it as a it's third. It's a bit odd that they have a 23 race calendar. Like, this is the most jam-packed it's ever been. It's 23, yeah? Yep. Yeah, 23. And they're just all over and the shop. And it's all over the shop. Like, they keep jumping from continent to continent. Like, they go to America, and then I think they go back to Europe, and then they go back yeah. to America. And I'm like, guys, just The scheduling easy. could be a lot better. Yeah, yeah, do all the American races in a row. Like, it could be a lot simpler. And do mm. all the European races in a row. Do all of the... Like Asian slash Asian, Australia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do them all yeah. in the same thing. It'd be so much easier for them going back It does keep it interesting though, flying around different places. Like if you yeah, went Italy back to back, that would be boring. Yeah, so, and they got like, the money to do it. So. Yeah, I know, but they could go like Italy, then Spain, then France, then back to Italy. Like change it up a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think they really care about European races. I think it's really just Australia. Yeah. So It's I the one outlier that... Yeah, so why put it in the middle? Like mm. That's really random. Well, yeah, I guess they were worried that we weren't going to be ready to handle COVID by then, which is fair enough. We're Aussies. We're ready for everything always. <laughs> like, oh, we would have been that. sweet. We've had some of the strictest lockdowns in the world. This yeah, is true. That's true. Scary. That is true. Box, box, Bailey. Box. Oh, come on. Welcome to the couch, Matthias. Good to be here. It's good to be back. Coming yeah. in hot. Weekend, but yeah, bro, we miss you. It's been uh, two, almost two weeks since we've seen it's you. It's been two weeks. And that week, we used away. I, I had to turn off my notifications because yeah. it was like the first time I've had FOMO since I was like 15. <laughs> I don't blame <laughs> you, bro. Suck. You'll just have to make sure you're there next year. Yeah, there's no chance I'm missing out. Yeah. Look, we've got to talk about uh, the FIA. They've been kind of sleeping in the corner since last year, I think. Yeah, yeah you know, last the radar, year they were quiet. really... They've been quiet. I don't blame them either. <laughs> yeah. They're obviously trying to change tact from last year when they were getting involved every like minute of the race. Oh, they're almost micromanaging. They, they were, were micromanaging. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was really kind of ruining the sport, I yeah. think. Uh, but the sort of thing that's come up is with Mercedes, funnily enough, the uh, war seems to be still raging with Mercedes and the yeah. FIA. Oh, jeez. Um, and I was digging into it and I actually came up and there's been some developments in the Michael Massey and Mercedes fight, and specifically with Toto Wolf. <laughs> so Just get him in a ring, I <laughs> say. Yeah. Get up. the gloves on, sort it out. So I, I don't know if this came out recently, but it's the first time I've heard this. But apparently, Massey got lunch with Toto on the Wednesday before the final race. Oh, really? Last yeah. season, you're saying? Last season, before Abu Dhabi, when Max and Lewis are on equal points going to the last going race. To the last, yeah, yeah. Toto asked Massey to go to lunch with him, right? Somewhat strategic, that's I guess. Yeah, bit sus. A bit, I'm not sus. sure if that's allowed, right? But bit they of a did conflict it. there. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but this doesn't really sound like a good strategy to me. He sat Massey down and he said, this is what Toto said to a journalist. I'm not making this up. He goes... This is what Massey said. Sorry, this is what Toto said so to Massey. So Toto's relayed the conversation they would have had at yeah. the lunch. Okay. He said, I really want to tell you, without patronising you, that you need to take criticism on board and develop from there. Lewis does it every day, but you are the guy who always seems to know better. Gee, and then they what? wonder why they had that decision at the end of the race. Why, why would he meddle with him? Mm. That's what I mean. Like, you're, you're asking for him to be against you by doing that. Like, so... 
Toto's come out and confirmed that that was the conversation they've had. Toto said Jeez. that's what he said. It's not like someone is saying, oh, Toto said this. Yes, Toto has said that that is what he said the week oh, of the season finale. Yeah. Far like, out. what a way to get him You're on your bad be side, an right? idiot, honestly. Like, you don't go up to someone that can dictate him and then. If anything, you go and suck up, which I also yeah, you'd don't go kiss his ass. Do. I think yeah. just stay stay clear of all of it. But yeah. if you're gonna have a chat with them, you're telling him how good he's been. He's just going out in the offensive. That's yeah. and the part where he goes without patronising you and then proceeds and patronising patronize you. Like, yeah. bro, what are you doing? How old? No are you? wonder he's come out and then just gone. It's the same as saying like, no offense, but <laughs> no offense, but yeah, here and backhand, just bang, bang, bang. And Toto said that in response to what he said, he said. It wasn't about influencing him, but really giving my honest feedback that he shouldn't block outside opinion as simply being wrong. Mm-hmm. So look, maybe I'm, th- and this is just me thinking. Maybe he kind of approached it in a way where he's like, "Look, I want to have a a man-to-man chat. I just want to have an open dialogue chat with him and try and get everything out there before." But save it for the end of the con- season. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait till the very I end. I think it was a wrong move. I can't think of any other sport where like the equivalent of the coach gets to meet with the yeah, equivalent of the allowed. ref the that's week that of the game. That shouldn't be allowed yeah. to happen, really. And that's why I can't believe it hasn't come up or yeah. isn't being talked about. Yeah, I haven't heard of this at all. You know, everyone is blaming the FIA for mm. handing Verstappen the championship on a which they on did. a platter, which they did. Yeah. But now we have this information. Don't you reckon you could yeah. blame Toto? F- for no, that? because I can for see giving away the I can see why Massey may have been influenced to kind of throw it back yeah. at Mercedes, but in saying that, it's still not professional. Well, do you think this would have come up if last year's championship went the other way? No, if Hamilton won, the conversa- yeah. and then they bring up this whole oh Massey and Toto are meeting the week of the race. Yeah, can no, you but, but it would have it would have but it would have mm. been different if he didn't. It would have been yeah. leaked, but it would have been like oh Toto's influenced it and he's been with Massey and he's probably bribed him or something. Yeah, but yeah, crazy. Crazy scenes. And um, the saga continues into this season. This is sort of the first FIA um, step in that I've really heard of. There's obviously been minor minor things here and there during the race. Um, But I feel like overall, you know, the FIA have been... Staying clear. Staying clear. They've been sort of letting drivers, you know, if they overtake Mm. um, off the track, you know, letting the team do it before getting involved and giving them a penalty. Give them the chance to sort it out before they step in. Which I think is the way to do it. Uh, but they've had a go at Lewis for wearing jewellery. The jewellery. Jesus Christ. Honestly, (laughs) I am so against this. Like, I don't get it at all. What? As in the ruling or him wearing the jewellery? No, the ruling. Wear the jewellery. Wear whatever you want. Mm. Wear a watch. They wear... Like, they should be able to wear whatever they want as long as it's covered because they do have the suit for the fire and the helmet for protection. But if it's under that... like You don't think it's a risk? Is definite safety risk. Like you can't. What is the risk? If if they're it's covered not a contact in sport in the sense where you've got an earring, you're mm. going up, you're getting tackled, and then the earring could pierce your skin. You got a helmet for that, and if you something's breaking your helmet from contact, yeah, a an earring's not, not going to make a difference. Yeah. yeah, but if the earring got loose, because sometimes they're not held on very strongly, right? Well, well Lewis is a welded on. <laughs> well, apparently, I read that. I read that yeah, he's, he's told the FIA so that they off. can't come off. So there's no issue. He should be. Continue, play on. The only like, why did he say that? Like, they can obviously come off. Mm. Yeah, they got on, like, they can come off. He's just yeah, but I don't think piece. they should. I don't think that... I don't. The only thing I can think of is if you're covered in metal and for whatever reason the car mal- malfunctions and you get electrocuted, that's the only thing I can think of where it would be a bad scenario to be wearing 
something that conducts metal, Con- uh, yeah. conducts electricity. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like the chances are so. That's yeah. conducting. If you're getting electrocuted, and that's oh, if they're wearing like a necklace, it, or like, yeah. anyway. Yeah, look, I feel like it's either here or there. Yeah. You know, just let him wear it. But the problem is, maybe everyone will start wearing jewelry, and something will happen. Also, the bracelet will I, go flying out the window, or out the yeah. out the car, and yeah, look, I, smash look, someone. In I the haven't face. read or heard as to why they've come up with the rule. Mm. So if they do say it'd have to be a safety thing. It's no, no, safety, I know it's a safety yeah. thing, but I'm just saying like. Where, like, what can they give an of example safety? of where it can become an issue in terms of safety? Yeah. And then you can go, all right, maybe. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't know why they wear it to start with. Like, it's a sport that relies so heavily on weight. Why? Like, why are you chucking on like yeah, hundreds you're doing of yourself grams a disadvantage. on you? Yeah, but like, maybe they maybe they've calculated. Yeah. Their it's the same as like Olympic sprinters. Yeah. They always wear the heaviest chains and like big earrings. Like, yeah, take it off and run, yeah. bro. Well, <laughs> apparently, I don't think Lewis cares because I think his car recently has been heavier than George Russell's. Because they've been trying to work out why his car's so slow, so, so they've been adding a few sense. things on. So mm. he's just, I don't care. I'll just wear, I'll just bling myself up. That's it. Look Add another pretty, two look kilos. While you drive, I say. I Next race, he's going to have a full set of grills. Just he's like be, <laughs> it'll be gold as well. It's Lewis Hamilton. He can. Yeah. But uh, the other thing that uh, came up is underwear. Apparently, it's a bit of an issue. Okay, I heard about this, so I did a brief read on that one because mm-hmm. I was like, that's sus. Like, what is the go for that? What so there's fuck would you rules about what underwear you can wear. They're just. In terms of fire protection. Okay. So that I can agree with. Yeah. Jewelry, I just disagree, but the, the undies, all right, yeah. Like, well, jewelry is conducting in heat. Again, it could burn your face. So mm. you're wearing the undies to protect you from the severity of the fire. But if a fire has got through your helmet, if you've got an earring on or you don't, you're still getting burnt. Like, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> yeah. You're cooked. On the underwear thing, Pierre Gasly made a pretty funny comment. I don't know if you guys heard about this. No. He no. goes, Check my ass, feel free. I've got nothing to hide. My cock, everything. If that makes him he's happy, feel free. <laughs> yeah, he said that. He's loud and proud. Enjoy he's loud and proud. He's confident. All yeah. right. He wears a G-banger when he races for sure. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I reckon he streamlines and he wants it all nice and compact. Yeah, I'm sure Bailey wouldn't mind checking that out. Bailey would be first there. First in the house <laughs> to go see what they got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, look, Pierre Gasly, I don't think he'll be letting you do that anytime soon. I don't, yeah, I don't reckon. But AlphaTauri might come out. Because I just mm-hmm. found out recently that they're a clothing brand. I had no idea. Fashion brand? They're yeah. the yeah. official so fashion brand of the Formula One. For yeah. And then Pierre does the marketing and then you get to see see what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. So moving on now to our main topic of this episode before we preview this week's race in Imola mm-hmm. is uh, the safety car. Because it's been a point of discussion. A bit of a hot topic oh, over Australia. Complaining about uh, it. Max Verstappen calling it, you know, a turtle. Yeah. The yeah. Aston Martin the green safety turtle. car. George Which is a bit harsh. The Aston Martin as well. George, Charles Leclerc. Charles raced in the Mercedes. Saying yeah. the fry would be at least five seconds quicker. Yeah, mm. yeah look. They're not, it's not like what they're going at their max speed and the Aston Martin just can't match it. Like, yeah. they get told what, like how quick they can be to going regulate at whatever. The speed, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they're told what to do at what speed, at what time. Like, I don't think it's a car issue. I just think the drivers are being sooks. But, I think you were saying earlier yeah. about the tyres, and that made sense. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, the only what? thing I can think of would be, obviously, this is a new era of the sport. There's a new tyre size, and perhaps the speed that the safety car's going this year isn't quick enough to keep the heat in the tyres. Right, okay. Because we saw Charles almost get done off the, off the restart. Off the restart. Because his tyres were completely yeah. cold. I know he just pitted before as well, but he had no heat for like those couple of laps under the safety car. But isn't everyone in the same position? I guess, obviously, because he just pitted, he's got colder tyres. Yeah. 
Yeah, everyone's but in the same position. I mean, depends on what strategy you're on, whether you're on softs, mediums, or otherwise. Yeah, and how do you but accommodate to that when you got one driver maybe on softs and then you got another yeah. one on hards? Well, exactly. Mm. It um, is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the old era, the safety car was going at a speed that was appropriate to keep enough heat in the tires. Maybe they've got to review that and see where can we be quicker to, I guess, make it safer for the drivers now. Yeah, I look, I don't think they're running out of any power in the safety car. Like, you look at the two cars now, the Aston Martin V8 yeah. and the AMG GT Black Series. Yeah. Like, they definitely got the power to do it. And seeing them Bert on the Mindy track, they're not... The seat, yeah. You know, they can probably push it a bit actually, more. Actually, that is a question, though, because you guys were there. What? Are, how quick are they actually going? Because you look at them... Oh, on, they're pedaling. Oh, they're, like, they're, they're going quick. They're pedaling Because you see it on like TV and you're going... I drive quick with my van. Like, <laughs> but no, in person is quick. They're they're quick. Yeah. yeah, and you can see they're like they're not on the limit, but they're getting mm, close they're to it. Like they're not it. going slow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, oh yeah, I think they're just silking for the sake of silking. Although yeah. I can agree that they probably do have issues, but I mean, it's not mm. just impacting one driver; it's impacting all. Like everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. So we've got to we've got to rate the two safety cars because we've got the Merc, the AMG GT Black Series. Uh, a few couple fun facts. Zero to hundred three point two. It's got seven hundred thirty horsepower compared to the Aston Martin, which only has five hundred and thirty. So maybe that's you know so there something is to do with there is a yeah, the yeah there is a power difference. Is it a five sure. second difference? Like I don't think it's five <laughs> seconds, but it also it's also got a third less downforce at one hundred twenty five miles per hour. The Aston Martin. The Aston Martin. Mm. So I guess it just reflects um, what's happening in the grid. You know, Aston Martin is, is yeah, exactly. I do got probably a third of the downforce than any of the other of anyone or really. Of if everyone <laughs> yeah. there, yeah. I do prefer the. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I do prefer the the Mercedes <laughs> the Merc, safety car. Yeah. Oh, Just so you can say Aston Martin? Yeah, no, God no. no. Um, no see, I prefer the Aston Martin. I think it looks so good. Oh, it looks I great. I don't care if it's going fast or slow. It probably yeah. could go faster. So I'm going to go the Aston Martin. I think it's just like the purest in me coming out because it's like for as long as I can remember. The safety car's always been a Merc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's surprising coming from exactly. a Ferrari fan. I yeah. Say, so. Yeah, but that part of the sport has always that's been a That's part of Merc. the sport, yeah. Yeah, it's been dominant. I think the F1 safety car has been in for 10 years or something. Uh, but we're actually going to touch on that uh, now in my history lesson. Here we oh, go. There we go. School holidays have ended early. Um, time when we're for back. We're back in the class. Back in the class. Um, it's, a, it's a quick one this week. But before we dive into sort of the different cars that well, the different safety cars throughout the years, there's a bit of interesting history from when they brought in the safety car. Because in 1973, the Canadian Grand Prix was actually the first time they brought in the idea of a safety car. And when the car was first released uh, after a crash, it assumed the incorrect position in the pack. And you can imagine back in 1973, right, they don't have the radios, telemetry, yeah, TV, yeah. right? So it took them several hours to work Hours out yep. to sort it after out after the race to determine the winner and sort out the confusion because oh, this safety car joined and it just didn't get to, to the front of the pack was just like in the midfield somewhere yeah Oh, oh wow. several. Okay, okay. I I understood that so differently. Several hours to un- find out who the winner who was. Who the winner yeah. was? Yeah. I thought you meant it took them several hours to sift through and then get them in line <laughs> and continue on with the race. Probably, I was like, yeah. probably the what same. Are they refueling yeah. fuel between mm. that as well? Must like, have been an Aston Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, after that, they actually scrapped the safety car for two years. Well, two decades. Sorry. Really? Um, and they didn't have any safety car from like 1973. Up until 1993, when the safety car was officially reintroduced at the Brazilian and British Grand Prix. 
Uh, and an interesting fact about the virtual safety car, I, you know, obviously I haven't been watching as long as you have, but I thought the virtual safety car has been around for a long time. It hasn't. Oh, that's fairly It's new. only been around since 2015. Yeah, I didn't, it wouldn't be that. I didn't think it would be that long in the sport. Yeah. I didn't know, but... Before it was like any incident, safety cars out, everyone line up, do a couple laps, off you go again. Mm. But now the virtual safety car... It's been a nice addition. I think it's, I think it's a great addition. Yeah. You, know, you don't always need to fully interrupt the race. but Sometimes you wish for it, sometimes you don't, but it depends yeah. on who you support. What, the safety car? Yeah. 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 I'm wishing for it a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, let's dive into the history lessons starting from the 1970s. So I'm just going to go through the different cars. Mm-hmm. The safety cars that we've had. The safety yeah. cars we've okay. had. We had a Porsche 911 in the 70s. Oh, Very 80s, nice. it that was a Lamborghini nice. Countach. Wait, so a Lamborghini? Yeah, in the 1980s in Monaco, they had a Lamborghini Countach. That's, That'd be sick. That's That'd peak be, Monaco though as well. Yeah. That would be sick. That's They should bring that back. Yeah, That's get like that the going. Best safety car you can And get me have. in it driving. I'll drive the safety <laughs> car. Yeah, And then 1993 to 94, I don't know what happened, but they just seemed to bottle it. And it was sort of the era of the kiss and drop school runner car. Um, oh, what they have? The Fiat Tempra. Oh which, my. <laughs> yeah, is probably got a max... You know, speed of like 120 or less. Yeah, the, the drivers op- now behind that. Yeah, yeah. Opal Vectra and uh, the Honda Prelude. Jesus oh, Christ! Look at I know that. they were. That looks like just they got that out of the car park. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we forgot the safety car. Can we use yours today? Whack a couple yeah. stickers on it. Off you go. Yeah. So if the drivers are complaining now about the Budgets speed of the safety car, then. I wonder what they're complaining back then. Like, yeah, jeez. I wouldn't have been happy with that. Uh, and then 1995, we got back to Porsche, a 911 GT2. Not Ooh. bad. Porsche would be nice. I'd like to see a Porsche out mm. there. Yep. 96, a Renault Clio. Very nice. One of your favourites. You own a Renault yourself, I do. Aren't? I do. And uh, then 1996, 97, when I was born, uh, that started the Mercedes domination. And Mercedes since? Mercedes since. They had everything. C63 AMG, CLK, CL55. You know, can't even keep up with all the Mercedes. I'm a fan of the Mercedes. It's been Mercedes for ages. It's It's like a mainstay. Part of the furniture of the sport. Yeah. But I mean, if I was to change a Lamborghini, it would be nice. Yeah. I'm not going to say no to that. Box, box, Ale, box. No, Shabzi, no. It's not right. (laughs) What the hell did Ale just do to the table? Nor, Michael, nor. (laughs) (laughs) A classic. A classic F1 moment. Look, we got to. um, Toto's uh, Toto's book. (laughs) Look, we got to preview this week's upcoming race. Back in uh, Italy. Yeah, uh, Imola. The home of the Scuderia and AlphaTauri. He gets boxed just as we're going back to his house as well. I know. I know. That's very it's unfortunate. So mad. We don't want we don't want the bias. Yeah, mm. exactly. We need yeah. a we need yeah. an even couch for this. Neutral couch. couch. Yeah. yeah. Are we by an unbiased couch though? Sort of. Well, I feel I'm pretty neutral and level-headed. You guys, are you sure not about that? So much. We're all you wearing neutral clothes except this guy uh, wearing a 2022 Ferrari shirt. shirt. Oh yeah, you got the McLaren shirt he's on today. McLaren. I didn't even neutral, notice because they're like mid-table team, and I still support them. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's the first European race of the 2022 calendar. Yep. We've very excited. We've been in the Middle East and Australia, mm-hmm. and now we're back in Europe, mm. where we're going to stay for a while. Uh, it's going to be hard to top Oz. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, Oz was a good weekend. But look. Max and Lewis are the mm-hmm. only winners here. We've only been racing here since the start of COVID. Yep. It was one of those races that they threw in uh, when places like the Chinese oh, Grand no, Prix got thrown. Stuff, yeah. The filler so they brought it in. It was a filler race and obviously we all loved it so much that they're bringing it we'll back again. Um, it's also the first sprint race for the season. Oh, yeah. I'm so which excited I think for those. Most people are looking forward to it. I'm so keen for those. Yeah. Except they don't like 
I think there should be changes to the Supreme, but I do like the Supreme. Well, they've too. changed it Well, there it are now. changes. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. So, look, I'm sure everyone... The Supreme Race are pretty new. So, just for the people who don't know much about the Supreme Race, I'm just going to go over the full layout of it. Um, so, on Friday, instead of practice one and two, there's free practice one, qualifying, and free practice two, I think, on Friday. Yep. And then Saturday is qualifying, which sets the grid for the sprint race on Saturday. Wait, so you Didn't you say, you said qualifying on, on the Friday? Sorry, no, qualifying sorry. on Friday. It's practice one, two, and three on... No, there's only one and two on one Friday. One and two on Friday. Yeah. And then there's qualifying on a Friday, which sets the grid for the sprint race, yeah. which is on Saturday, which is a mini version of the race. Yep. Previously, the sprint race... Where you position the sprint race would determine your position That's for their race. That's what I race, didn't like about it. Yeah, it was but sprint But they've qualifying. changed that this year, right? So on Friday qualifying, it's actually quite confusing. On Friday qualifying, you wherever qualify you place, sprint. you qualify for the race on Sunday. So it's still and the, the same. sprint. It's for both. It's for both. Yeah. So, so now. That's, the that sprint is race a is a standalone race. It's like two races how, now. That was exactly my critique on it. Was yeah. that the sprint race, the results shouldn't change their positioning for the race on the on the Sunday. Yeah, no. So yeah. now it's no longer. It used to be called sprint qualifying. Now it's just called sprint. And so it's a full race. And so now whoever wins, um, before it used to be like the top threes to get points. Now the top eight get points. Okay. So if but you win, the amount of points not the same as the race. No, it's right. eight yeah. for the winner, and, and then, then so on. Down yeah. Line. Okay, yeah. Um, and so if you win the sprint race the main race and you get fastest lap, you end up getting 34 points over the entire weekend. Yeah. That's so imagine good. the lead LeClaire would get if he won all of that. Oh, yeah, honestly. And he would have won the championship. No wonder Red Bull are trying to bring upgrades well. to this freaking race. freaking out. They need it, yeah. Okay, but going to that, the sprint race format, I like that. That's a lot better because I didn't yeah. like the fact that they did qualifying, they go into a sprint race and then that throws their qualifying out for the week and like, mm. I think shouldn't yeah. be. It can completely throw off your championship, mm. yeah, you know. But I liked it. It mixed it up a little bit because you know, if you weren't reliable, then you got the. Yeah, axe. I kind of did like it, but I also don't blame them for changing to this this layer. I just think it's more yeah. confusing. Like your your brain qualifying on Friday, you think that sets for Saturday, and then Saturday sets for yeah, Sunday. Yeah, because what happens if like you bum the start in the sprint race and then you lose? Like if you qualified on pole or in the front row, and then you just are horrible at starts, and then you end up at the back. Then you just start again at the front on the Sunday. Yeah, and I think yeah, because for that's the whole point of like I know, every other weekend qualifying gives you that regardless. I know, no, but, but still, and that's I'm how like, it should be. The thing oh, about for like the it, bottom like teams, right, for qualifying, if they bomb out, like let's say Williams bombs out in Q1, mm. right? So they they already know they're starting from the back on Sunday. Yeah. On Saturday, they know they're not going to get probably they're anywhere in PA. The they're not going to yeah. get any points. So they're standing here going, "Why are we even doing this sprint race?" So. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, just I like they're wasting resources from that point, but like, yeah, I still think it shouldn't influence the position for the Sunday yeah. because, like, a race, like you do the qualifying to get to the race in any other weekend, mm. and then some mishap or something goes off that's out of your control in the sprint, and that's impacted you in the actual race, which is the one you've actually gone there for the weekend. Like, that's yeah. the most amount of points, and that's. Any other weekend, that's what you're there for. It's mm. sort of like a practice race. But so, speaking of that Williams, how obviously, you know, if you're at the back of the pack and then you're wasting all this money and resources to the races. So, they were supposed to apparently do... They're doing three sprint races this year, I think. Yeah. Um, Less than last year, wasn't it? Yeah. I think they did five last year. Yeah. So, they were supposed to do six this year. So, I think this year they're doing Imola, Red Bull Ring and... What's the other one? Uh, Brazil. Brazil, yeah. yeah. And then they were supposed to be doing the Netherlands... Oh, uh, you're going to have to tell me the other two. 
You got it written I down. I have no idea. It's written down. I swear. Wait, this is what they were, they were yeah. going to do. Six issues. So. They were going to do. Um, they were going to do small. So they were going to do the Netherlands and two other places. Um, but they because of like the hundred forty million dollar like budget cap, the teams were like, well, we're not going to waste all of our resources to do these extra races if you're not going to raise the budget. Yeah. And the F F one wasn't going to raise the budget, so they just they didn't. And for they what just use, they compromised like, on three sprint races. Like for Williams is like. Yeah, because no they're like, what's the point? Paying attention to a yeah. Race. yeah, I think all the teams are struggling with budget caps this year, even the big teams. So, yeah, yeah for the small teams, sprint races are just annoying and a waste of time. Well, Williams can't even um, do any of the Pirelli testing because they can't afford it. Exactly. That and on that note, we've got a, I reckon it's three races in, right? We've already got a good idea of how all the teams and drivers are performing. Yeah. Um, we've sort of seen, you know, from testing in Bahrain before the first race everyone had their predictions and a lot of them have been proven some not yeah. um so yeah. i reckon we should we should go through every team yeah let's go through every team and just make a quick comment on where we think they are you know have they bottled it already you know mclaren how for well example how the way they're going let's start with williams from the back um Ooh. In Bahrain, hey. they split the two McLarens, finished 13th. Yeah, they got points in Oz and they're they still trying to figure Oz. out how the heck that happened. But they did double DNF in Saudi Arabia. But I think oh, for Williams... Luck. Yeah. It's all right. No. For Williams, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. You know, they d- did the double DNF in Saudi and now they've got a points Sorry, in Oz. It uh, sort of levels out. Are we doing a comparison out. to last year or are we just saying where just, we think they are? I think they're doing just where, all right. where we think they are oh, yeah, I at think this they point in the season. Be. I yeah. think, yeah, they're okay. At the back? Yeah, they're meant to be at the back, but they're doing okay. Like compared yeah. to last year, they're doing okay, but they're meant to be at the back, and so yeah. just what stay I, there. What yeah. I think surprised people is Albon. I think people mm. really doubted him coming back. Yeah, I'm fucking. Yeah, because he's had crap. his chance a few times. But mate, he's a tie whisperer. He finished. Oh, he, he got. Lucky. He got one point crazy. last week. He got lucky. It was I don't think that's chance. luck, mate. That's pure strategy. That that is pretty. That's pretty good skill to be able to manage the tires for that long. It's insane. Yeah. All right. You can't you know teach what? that. Let's when we do our next review of how they're going, maybe in another five of races, we'll see how he's going. So I'm still not convinced. One race that he's got some points. Oh, good on yeah. you. Well, I don't think he's going to continuously get points, but I still think he's doing. You got to give right. him some credit. Like he's not coming last all the time. You know who doesn't really deserve credit? Aston Martin. Oh, so just <laughs> let me just give you a little recap it. of their sort of season so far. You know, they didn't have Vettel for the first two races. At Bahrain, Stroll finished 12th, Hulk 17th. Shocking. Saudi Arabia, both cars finished last, 12th and 13th, because there was like six retirements, seven retirements. And then Australia, Vettel DNF'd in his first race back, and Stroll got 12th. So not in the points. Yeah, he crashed down Quali, and then got the $5,000 scooter fine. (laughs) Aston Martin. They're not doing well, are they? Uh... Well, if you were Lawrence Stroll, you would be. He, I feel feeling. like he's I a breaking point now. He, yeah, if they can't fix back, the season. He's already blown him up. He'd be like, "That's yeah, it, pull my money help. and just it's go and buy Ferrari." Them in the, in the yeah, garage. I heard about that. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're not doing well at all, and I expected better. Talk about yeah. a bad return on investment. Jeez. Yeah, yeah I know. The things you all do for your kids. Ju- I was just about to say. Things you do for your kids. Get your kid in the car, right? I know, right? Yeah, it's one expensive seat. Oh God. Too funny. And Vettel's actually. This is the first year he hasn't named his car because yeah. obviously I they're just doing so slow. badly. Usually he comes up with some pretty fancy names. Yeah, and like Juliet, Maria. Yeah. Kate's dirty sister, Randy that, Mandy, Luscious yeah. Liz, Kinky Kylie. Yeah, I love these the are all names. previous names. 
Nothing and he hasn't come up with anything. It's this too year. slow. Has he come it doesn't out and deserve a name. Like, has he said it's? I think it's pretty. I think he knows, and we all know it's pretty self-explanatory. One, the car is doing bad. I honestly think he's in his mind. He's sort of given up on F one. It doesn't deserve. Yeah, he the seems name. to be just driving anything else on the track. He's more yeah. interested in riding a scooter than around <laughs> Australia <laughs> than <laughs> than the actual F one car. Yeah. So yeah. Poor bloke. Another sort of back to midfield car that has made a big resurgence. Well, one of the only back to midfield cars that's made a resurgence this year is Haas. They've done very well. Yeah, um, they're doing great. First race, Bahrain, they came fifth with K Mag, 11th for Mick. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, ninth, K Mag, Mick DNF. And then Australia, they came 13th and 14th. So strong resurgence from them as sort of. Slightly regressing from the first race, though. Yeah, yeah. but. But they started off strong race. and they're still staying up there. They're not doing as badly as they were last year, being yeah, 19th and 20, no, 19th and 21st, sorry. In saying yeah. that, from the first weekend, I didn't think they were going to be like fighting every race. But yeah. I, I mean, they're, look, they're yeah, midfield. You know yeah, yeah, they're, they're actually done very well. I and they've done well enough to have apparently three teams file a complaint with the FIA. Right, why? Um, For what? Because they are not happy about the fact that. They're so close with Ferrari. Obviously, they're using a Ferrari engine, yeah. Um, but they're using all possible parts as well. And apparently, their office is in Ferrari's Maranello headquarters. <laughs> so they're like literally sitting next I to love each that. other. Yeah. It's like and copying s- your answers off your um <laughs> your classmates. Yeah, like leaning over, leaning over the, like, leaning hey, over so the what's booth. The answer? And yeah. who's complaining? Well, no one's actually put their hand up yet as to what team. But there are three. But teams. there's three teams. Yeah, right. you could kind of imagine who they are. All the Mercedes-based engine cars. Mercedes, well, like Mercedes, McLaren. I feel like it'd be the teams that are closer to them, maybe. Yeah. I reckon it's Aston Martin, McLaren, and Mercedes. Aston Martin, definitely. Aston, Aston Martin are probably pulling out straws. Last straws. Trying yeah. to fight. Sending voice memos. Maybe even yeah. Alpine, because now they don't like the fact that they've just dropped one. Yeah, that's well. what I mean. I reckon it's those teams I that are maybe closer. I think it's the midfields that are just like losing it a little Ma- bit. Even mm-hmm. Alpha. Yeah, even Alpha. I think Mercedes. Because yeah. they've had to battle. Like, Hamilton had to battle with yeah, the Hasses for a while. For his points the so moment. they would be fuming. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's fair enough. Like, you think about it. If you're in the same office, yeah, even little so bits sucks. of information, because it's actually illegal to share information between teams mm. Mm. and to copy, you know, the classic pink Mercedes that we had a couple yeah, of years ago. The, what was that was the yeah, you have my the, answers, um, but make it look a little point? bit different. Racing point. Yeah. Literally carbon copy printed. No, like, yeah. but that's when Checo won the, he won the race in that. Mm. Yeah, and now they're Aston Martin, they're like last. Yeah, so they didn't. That didn't end well for them. But <laughs> um, obviously, it's working well for Haas because you can imagine, like, imagine in the wind tunnel. You know, Fry could just be like, "Oh, don't focus on this in the yeah, wind tunnel." You know, yeah. even little bits of information Every, would, and everything would count, and it would make yeah, yeah big big impacts on it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, Alfa Romeo, Bahrain. They became six with Bottas. I think he's um, again surprised everyone with how he's been doing. Uh, Bahrain, Bottas got six, tenth for Joe. Saudi Arabia, Joe got 11th, Bottas, DNF. Australia, 8th for Bottas, 11th for Joe. Uh, I think they've been pretty good. And I'm yeah. when you were just saying there, like surprised by Bottas, I haven't been surprised by him. I've been surprised by Alfa Romeo. I didn't think yeah. they would be as good, but I think yeah. they've got Considering a Considering they've got a rookie car. driver in their lineup. No, um, I think they're where I thought they would be. Yeah. yeah. Like Bottas is surprising me for the first few races. He did shock me. But now they've sort of settled back into it and they're around where I thought they where would they be. Where they should be. Yeah. And I rate Zoe. Like, he's not like at the bottom, driver. but like not also not at the top of the midfield. They're mm. just sort of like somewhere in that 
Limbo. Yeah. The no man's land somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe's an interesting one because I feel like as a rookie, he hasn't really got much airtime in the broadcast at you all. Apparently you don't hear about him. He's been positions though. He's been gaining positions. He hasn't crashed out, which you think of previous rookies. You think of last year, Mazepin. Mazepin. Yeah. Mate, he's every Probably race. crashed more than he drove. <laughs> so he's doing well. I take my hat off to I him. I think, yeah, I yeah. think he's done quite well. Yeah. And uh, Alpine, I think they I can't are. I really the forget the about them sometimes. I'm not is a that fan the, of them. Is that the like the car? And mm-hmm. I don't like Ocon. So. They're just, it sounds bad, but they're just forgettable. Like, they're the team that they I forget really actually exists sometimes. See, I disagree completely. I think last year they were forgettable, but this year they really got their, their fingers out and they are pushing. They're not, they dro- they're not fighting with Ferrari, but they're fighting with Rebel and Mercedes. The yeah. car is quick. Well, Alonso's car is quick. Ocon, just, he's such a belly guy. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. And the car's ugly. I can't get over it. It's like. Yeah. You can't be quick in an ugly car. It actually makes you slower. It does, yeah. You can't be driving a pink and blue car. It just no, doesn't so work either way. Look, they're doing all right, but in my eyes, they're not doing that well. Mm. And uh, we actually got a Instagram question from question. Harry Ray. Oh, yeah. He said, if Alonso had a title contending car, do you reckon he could win another title? Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. He's Sorry, showing that, he's, that got, he's got... He's, he's still, still got, got the, the grid and everything. Yeah. He's still got and the he's fire. Got, He's got experience under the belt. Like if yeah. you get him in the right car, he's fucking winning. He's got the yeah. brain. I agree. He's still got it. Yeah, yeah, he's still sharp. Like that's yeah. what I would probably be thinking he might not have. He's like the sharpness and just the grubbiness to grind out a win. But experience he has. He could always do it in that sense. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he, he definitely could. could. And Alpha Tauri. Oh, I love Alpha Tauri. They've again I'm had a couple of DNFs. Gasly DNF first race. Sonoda DNF second race. But they've got, you know, points finishes. Eighth, Sonoda in Bahrain. Eighth for Gasly in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so they're either here nor there. I think we'd expect a little bit more from them compared I, to the last season. I yeah, think they're still I'd doing really good. Th- Does anyone remember like years ago when Toro, like they were Toro so, but they were just at the bottom and now all yeah. of a sudden they're like midfield to the top of midfield. Like they're getting, they're in the top 10 pretty consistently as yeah. well. And they've got a comfortable drive, right. driver lineup. But I yeah. expect them to be doing better. Like now but my expectations of them is higher. So yeah, but I you still got to remember like they're like a B team. points, I don't, like I think that's underperforming for them. But that's the thing is they're still a B team. That's what we've got to remember. I know, they like, are, so they we should, They're always like, going to be second to Red Bull, Yeah, right? they're yeah. always going to be down there, but like they're not going to, they're never going to be in the top three. Yeah. Yeah. They're never going to be in the top, or they're usually in the top five, um, five, but yeah. Anyway, enough of the B league teams. Yeah, uh, let's move on to something better. Let's talk about McLaren. All right. I'm glad that you didn't leave it with the V-League team <laughs> <laughs> because they could be at the moment. Yeah. I think, obviously, it's been a disappointing start uh, in it Bahrain. They were P14, P15 in the race. DNF for Ricardo in Saudi Arabia. But we got a glimmer of hope in Australia. Everyone was so proud of Danny Rick just for not DNFing or for getting the in the race. top 10. Yeah. yeah. They didn't do much during the race, but to get both cars in the top six is a massive effort. Yeah. So good. I was happy. And... In saying that, like, it's been getting better and better each race. So I did obviously pick them at the start of the year to do very well. Yeah, no, I, I predicted them to be winning. <laughs> it hurt to see the first race. But since then, like, it's been getting better and I've been enjoying it more. And it yeah. was good that... They started they low the and then now they're finally making their way up. They're, like, getting yeah. a little and bit I more think, And I reckon they still got more to give. Yeah. Well, that's the real question is whether this performance will stay around or if it will just be like a Monza last year, you know, when they got the oh, just one and two finish. Win yeah. And then, yeah. and then, you know, Danny Rick was like, oh, yeah, the summer break was great. Got to reset. Yeah. And, now, and then after that, he and just it bottled was, it again. It, yeah, it went back down. No, I reckon, I reckon this is progression. Like, I actually think they're going in the right direction, I think. 
there's more to give, and I think they're going to start to do like show consistently more points, like get more points. So. I hope so. Box, box, Maddie, box. Welcome back, mate. Good to be back. Yeah. Good to see you again. Yeah. We're talking about teams and how well they're doing so far this season after three races. It's a good time to bring me back then. Yeah, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've covered all the B teams. Oh, good. Sorry, we've already covered there. Ferrari. Oh. Not, not that they're a B team, but you know, we, we can't I don't use think your bias. We have covered Ferrari yet. Never mind. I'm <laughs> just ignore that. Yeah, don't know where Bally's been, but we haven't covered them yet. Oh, Let's talk about fairies, Mercedes. Uh, they've had a pretty good start to the season. Yeah. The two P3 and P4 finishes despite having a terrible car. Yeah. What so this was, this was a year where they've come out and basically said, we're bad. And they've still been on the podium twice. George is uh, P2 in the championship. Mm. And I feel like... And Lewis is not loving it at yeah, all. No, not happy at He's all. He's having the biggest <laughs> sook. Like he is honestly whinging so much. Um, yeah, Mika Hakkinen came out and said that he's 100% in the team meetings just sulking and that he reckons that he's going to move teams soon. And really? the funny thing is, is that I, I believe, I reckon he would be moving teams. I feel teams. like he'd retire before he'd move teams. No, so here's the personally. thing is that he's said before that he would want to retire in a Ferrari because, you know, of how historic the team is. It's and the glory you know, team of F1. Yeah, yeah, and you can't be in F1 without having driven a Ferrari because, like, it's yeah, it's the like it's the rite of passage. You have to drive a Ferrari in F one if you're gonna be cool, mm-hmm. like pretty much. And it's ironic now that you know he's sulking, and now Ferrari is the one that's winning. Yeah. So of it's course he's gonna. Ju- it's a convenient very time convenient. for him yeah. to jump onto like the Ferrari bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like stop, just dude. If you're really that good of a driver, make the car work. You're mm. getting beaten by your teammate. Like yeah, your true. teammate only just hit puberty. You can do it. <laughs> but <laughs> like also if you've got the power, you may as well use it. You know, he probably has the power to move teams and move straight to a top team. But so. I feel like that's just cheating. Like not cheating, but I feel like that's it's, taking yeah. the easy way out. He's just jump in the faster car and then that's just gonna prove everyone like that's gonna prove everyone right that said, Oh, it doesn't matter about Lewis Hamilton, like he's always in the faster car, mm-hmm. that's why he wins. It reminds mm-hmm. me very much of you changing from a Red Bull fan to a Ferrari fan this year. I wasn't. <laughs> I was always I've always loved Ferrari, but the thing was is they were never like in the front row contending. Yeah, but you can't just love a team now that they're winning. That's no, but I've always loved them. But the, so the thing was, is I used to like, it was Hamilton versus Verstappen and Verstappen was the lesser of two evils because I just can't stand Hamilton. Flex. And then now it's Leclerc versus Verstappen. And obviously, I'm going to choose Leclerc because I love him and I still don't like Verstappen, but I just preferred him over Hamilton. Absolutely. Yeah. That yeah. being said though, yeah, Mercedes, they're just picking up all the scraps, aren't they? Whenever yeah. someone in front of them makes a mistake, they're just they're reliable enough to just get themselves to the end of the race. It's like, oh, we'll take that P3. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. And uh, we'll see if they fix their issues. I feel like the budget cap's playing a, be, a bit of a part mm. in yeah. them bringing upgrades. Because they've weekend. always relied on the money and like being the more ex- yeah. like the yeah. richer yeah. Haas, team. They would you know, come to Imola this weekend with like four brand new wings and just test mm. each one. Yeah. But they can't do that anymore. So. Even behind the scenes, they were like yeah. the biggest team in terms of number of staff. Mm. Like the factory was brand new. Like everything was yeah. top shelf. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting. And uh, speaking of... You know, upgrades coming into Imola. Mm-hmm. Red Bull have promised some upgrades coming this weekend. I think they're they desperately need, need it. Yeah. Uh, because it could be their last chance to fight for the title, potentially. Yeah. I heard that apparently Max Verstappen said that he would need 45 races in the season for him to he's catch the He's just being Leclerc. dramatic. No, he, he's a just very, typical yeah. crazy. You know, Formula One driver being very dramatic about the situation. He could easily salvage the situation. You know, he needs a bit of luck on his side. For Ferrari to maybe mm. have a bit of bad luck, but yeah. he, you know, he could save it. And he get some relied, reli- uh, reliability checks. Yeah. Yeah. One one DNF and he's right back in it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but obviously anything can happen in this Don't sport. Don't say that in a Ferrari shirt. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really wor- worried that these reliability issues are going to be ongoing. Ongoing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it seems pretty bad, but 
apparently Honda have promised mm. that they've solved whatever issue it is coming into this weekend. So we'll see. Guess we'll wait and see. So moving on to the last team, it's their home race, Ferrari. Mm. What do we think of their season so far? It's been undeniably good. Pretty obviously. close to perfect. Yes. Pretty close to Very perfect. Very close. Yeah, Leclerc got a, gl- a grand slam in AGP. Mm-hmm. How good. Smashed it. Yeah. <sighs> two wins for Leclerc, two pole positions, a second place and three fastest lap points out of yeah. every race. He's cleaning those fastest laps yeah. up. He's doing He's, uh, so well. Everyone else is just fumbling it with reliability issues and Ferrari is just like gliding along. Yeah. The only blip of the season so far was um, Carlos going off in Melbourne. Mm. Other than yeah. that, it's been... That ruined my race predictions. I thought they were both going to get on the podium. (laughs) Yeah, same. Damn. Do you guys think that Leclerc's won the championship already? No. No, No. but I think he's pretty close to it. I think he can. We're three races in out of 25. Mm. I think it'd be hard to say he's won it already, but, you know, he's he's on a good trajectory at least. It's a long season. There's heaps of developments coming through. Teams will bring in upgrades. I think... Yeah, because so many of the other like top teams are having so many reliability issues. Like Ferrari just seems to sort it, and you know, like mm. what's the um, slow and steady wins the race? I think that's what's going to happen. It's, it's just they just need to keep going at the he- pace that they're going, keep being consistent. Keep it consistent, hundred percent. Like, Might know, be a bit boring for Leclerc at the front, just leading the whole time. But dude, hey. he's winning an F one championship. I don't think it's boring at all. A season yeah. in the life of Lewis Hamilton. Then yeah, yeah. exactly. He can <laughs> like, get a taste of what good? it's like. In terms of the fans and myself, I'd prefer not to see Ferrari dominance the whole season. Mm. I think that would... Everyone I wants would. to see Ferrari back, but no one wants to yeah. see them dominate the no, way they yeah, have No one wants to yeah. see a one-horse race. Um, but that being said, the races, aside no from Melbourne, intended, the first the two races were really neck and neck. They were. Yeah. yeah you're and right. if we didn't have Max's reliability issue, I mean, I know Charles was flying, mm. but it could have been closer than what it was. It could have. Yeah. And funnily enough, you know, the Ferrari has out of all the cars, has been suffering the worst porpoising. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see it in like the videos of like the onboards and their heads are just bouncing up and down. But apparently, I think the difference is that Ferrari are experiencing at high speeds. So, they're experiencing mm. the highest amount of Gs out of anyone, mm. but only at high speeds. Whereas Mercedes are, you know, getting slightly more minor porpoising, but they're feeling it through the corners. Yeah, And that's okay. where they're struggling. It's like when you go over a speed height. bump and you go over it really quickly so you don't feel it rather than like <laughs> going yeah. really slowly. Yeah, I do that every time. Yeah. Uh, but look, you know, it begs the question, if Ferrari has the quickest car and the most porpoising, is it really big of an issue as everyone makes it out to be? As you said before, I kind of I think it depends on when they're experiencing it. Yeah. Mm. Um, as you said, they're going, they're experiencing the porpoising in the high speed sections, sections, sorry, Um Whereas the other teams, it looks like they're experience, experiencing it more in the slower sections. Mm. Um, I'm not complaining. Uh, I mean, it's of been a great year not. for me. Yeah. <laughs> you're loving life. Your, ch- your inner child is like cheering right now, being like, yes, my team. It's just yeah. flashbacks of the early 2000s, but fingers crossed. Yeah. So and good. on that note, um, let's get our predictions. Let's get our copy and paste prediction from oh. last week from Ale. Look, they're racing at Imola and this... The track itself is named after Enzo and Dino Ferrari. It'd be very rude of me to not pick a Ferrari one it too. Would. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, um, I don't blame the you disrespect. At all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, pretty much a copy and paste of last week. We'll go Charles number one, Carlos number two, and I think uh, yeah, Max number three. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, fair. See, fair. I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I think it might actually be signs this week. This week, Ooh. I want to. I want to switch it up a bit. I don't want to go Charles again. You don't so think it's too soon for team orders, though? 
Oh, he's that far ahead. Yeah, yeah true. Really the packing be. order's already been established. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious Leclerc's got a lot more pace and science. I know. Yeah. You sort of you'd make these predictions hoping for this to happen, yeah. but then realistically you're like, no, of course it's gonna be Leclerc, then Signs, then it's gonna be and Max. And then pick someone else, yeah. But <laughs> I sort of want it to be Signs, then Leclerc, then Perez. That's that's my little hope, but I doubt it'll happen. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go in a similar vein. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same prediction as last week mm-hmm. or the week before for Australia. I think double Red Bull podium again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Max is... Well, Red Bull are going to solve reliability issues. Max is going to get P1. Perez is going to get P2. He's Oof. just been very consistent this year. Breaking my heart, Dan. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, I'm going to go Alonso P3. So I just no Red Bull... Uh, no Ferraris at all in the It would be in the spirit three. of Formula 1. For Ferrari's first home race in, you know, their best season in, no. what, five, six years. Yeah. For them to both double DNF. Oh. Do you know the I riots that it, that would cause also, in Italy? Huh? Do you know the riots that would cause in Italy? Forget in it Italy, it'll cause riots here. Imagine oh. the drive <laughs> survive. In your house, in your yeah. living room. <laughs> you're you're be running up and down the crying. street. Yeah. So I've actually got some, I uh, got a call from my race engineer. He said that uh, we've got Matthias wanting to tell us his predictions for this weekend. So we'll pits, let him in on. Uh, let's hear it. Coming in from the pits, you've heard it here first. Max first, Charles, and then Lewis. Okay, now the Lewis P3. He's too, he likes Lewis too much. I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. No, that's a fair prediction. I'll, I'll pay it. Um, so, yeah, that's our predictions for this weekend. Let's see who gets them right and who gets them wrong. But Let's see. To mm. wrap up the episode, I think we've got to cover a couple of fan questions. We've already had a couple throughout the episode. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Keep them coming, guys. These yeah. are really good. They're, They're so good. I actually love fan questions. They're so good. People are actually great at... Um, asking questions? Asking questions. Yes, yes, there you go. Bottled that. Do you want to finish that so question? So, Oli Bamba. I like his name. Nice. Oli Bamba. He goes, do you reckon Valtteri is morphing into being the new Kimi? I think Seb's more likely to be morphing into the new Kimi. Yeah. But in more of like a volunteering way. But I think yeah. Valtteri is just... Valtteri is in a league of his own. Valtteri is just badass. He doesn't have enough personality to be a Kimi, I don't think. Like, he does, but he doesn't. Like, he cares too much to be Kimi. Yeah. But he shows too much emotion to be Kimi. Yeah, yeah. He shows too much like, you know, F U F this rather than just like saying nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's too mo- he's too vocal about it. No he's one too gangster. Be, no one will replace Kimi. Oh no. no. Yeah. Kimi was one oh, of a he kind. Was the best. One of a kind. That's it. And uh Peter Vernicos. Big another piece. appearance on the app. Almost been I think it's every episode so far. Isn't he's that the, your mate? He's the fifth host of the show. <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> he wants him, to be. Yeah. Let's get him in uh the uh garage with race control. Uh, and he asked this week, do you think we may see Piastri line up on the grid anytime this season? Well, if Alonso or Ocon get COVID, yeah. yeah. But I don't think. I don't yeah. I've heard that um, Alpine have said they're happy to loan him out for next season to anyone if they want him. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful the next season we'll see him. But yeah, I don't know. Unless, yeah. So one that's of the boys them get basically confirming that he won't drive for them next year. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, wow. That's such yeah. a shame. That'd be so hmm. heartbreaking to hear. I'd love to see him in this year, but that would mean something drastic has happened to one of the current drivers yeah the only way he's going to get in is a covid thing that's the only yeah. good thing about covid this time um like recently since the pandemic is that a driver gets sick and then someone else can come in for a race 100 percent. it's the only yeah. good thing well uh that's all we got for this week's fan questions nice short and sharp um thank you for listening guys uh remember to rate us on apple podcasts and spotify and obviously follow us on all our socials do it um you know <laughs> hit us with some more fan questions we're loving them 
And uh, we'll see you next week uh, for a quick fix because we do have another week off. Oh, yeah, we do. After Imola. So good. Let's um, go. So, yeah, if you haven't seen our quick fix, it is on Instagram. We just do a quick recap of the race weekend and look forward to the following week. So keep an eye out for that next week and we'll see you for the week after for a full episode. Thanks, Beautiful. guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. <laughs>